Welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I'm your host, the Council Polly Rob, and I appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Uh, make sure you listen and subscribe on all the podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher Podcast, Google Play Podcast. We are now on YouTube as well, and uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in and leaving comments. Um, you know, I'm very excited uh, to be over 30 episodes. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult trying to juggle my career, my family life, and make sure that I give y'all uh, what y'all need with the podcast. But just so much motivation and so much um, just love for what I've been doing with this podcast that I'm continuing on. And we're over 30 episodes, so I appreciate that. Um I'm bringing back my other web series podcast, uh, Pure Ignorance, with my boy Damo. Uh, me and Damo actually just finished up a project uh, called 12:30 AM. Will be dropping soon. Got some music dropping soon, but alongside with that, we will be uh, re-releasing <clears throat> um, new episodes for Pure Ignorance. Um, if you ever watch Pure Ignorance, you know it's a totally different show from this show. Totally different. It's when uh, we're characters. You just got to watch it. Um, go on YouTube and type in Pure Ignorance Show or uh, on Instagram. We, we post every episode because it's only uh, like a minute episode. We post, we post every episode on our Instagram, which is at the Pure Ignorance Show. Go check that out. And uh, man, that's crazy. It's a totally different situation. But uh, we got new episodes. Episode two will continue as of next week. Um. It's Father's Day, y'all. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And uh, today you should be uh, doing a bunch of dope shit for fathers that you love and respect. Um, when I woke up in the morning, I woke up to a lot of Father's Day texts. And although I love uh, getting texts from people, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate all the Father's Day texts, let me say this. Some of y'all going to be mad at me, but I have to say it. I have to say it. We need to change the narrative. We need to change the narrative of Father's Day and Father's Day text. Let me explain. We need to get more than just a text. I'm sorry. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Father, fathers, great fathers, good fathers, or even okay fathers. We need to get more than a text. I'm no longer accepting Father's Day texts no more. Every year, I'm not accepting Father's Day texts. This is what I will accept. And this is what I feel like people should be doing. They should be doing things like giving small gifts giving small incentives, doing, you know, nice or clever things instead of just sending a text. 
We know what it is. Happy Father's Day. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Nah. I'm not, I'm not going for And then you got particular ones, of course, people that you care about or people that really care about you that send you this long paragraph of how great of a father you are. Although I love it, although I appreciate it to the utmost because you've watched me or you've watched um, a particular father go through trials and tribulations to get things done for their family. But that text, no matter how many words you use, no matter how many defining phrases you use, does not amount to the action that you might put forth aside from a text. I'm sorry. Do things like buying a box of Swishers and passing out Swishers or guava leaves or something like that to all the fathers that you know that smoke. Do stuff like call the father and say, happy Father's Day, what's your cash app? I don't care if you send him two or three dollars for him to buy a snack. If you take twenty dollars and you bust it down $2 a piece on your cash app and you send it out to 10 fathers. That's more than the text. Stop texting great fathers. Greatness should match the action. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying go out, spend a bunch of money on gifts. I'm not saying take them to expensive, crazy ass restaurants. If you can, please do. If you can, please do. But what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to change the narrative of how you treat the fathers come Father's Day. Cause, cause, hey, I'm sorry. Let me, I'm gonna give it a hundred. I'm jealous because Mother's Day. Not just the actual day, the week before, the the week before, the week before, you planning this big extravagant thing for mama. Oh, we going to set mama up. We're going to get her a big collage. We're going to set her up a whole Mother's Day day, all the, all the extra fixings and everything. When you get to Father's Day, daddy, you want some? Of course, daddy don't know what he want. Okay, well, I didn't get you nothing because I didn't know what you wanted. Or I didn't, I don't know what you like. Right, because you don't never pay attention to daddy and what he like. Now, for everybody who do and go above and beyond for their fathers that they care about, this is not for you. This particular part of this podcast is not for you. I'm talking about the people who send a text and think they're doing something. Do things like Happy Father's Day. Uh, one of these days, you know what I'm saying, I owe you dinner or I'm going to cook you a meal or I'm going to uh, cook you some tacos or I'm, you know, something. Uh, one day I'm going to come through and I'm going to clean your house. Or 
uh, I don't know, some, something that's more than just a text of Happy Father's Day. Because that don't show that you really believe that they're great. That's all I'm saying. Greatness matches great action. The kids, they do their part. I'm talking about the, the grown-ups. And I'm talking about even, even the new... Even the new fathers, new fathers, if you know how it, if you just got that taste and experience of what it, what it is to be a new father, imagine what your father has been doing for years. Show that man some love. Show that man some love. Do things like get him a gift card and say, man, just go do your thing with that gift card. I don't care if it's $10 on it, because guess what? It's not about what you particularly do for him. It's about how you change the narrative. And eventually there will be a swarm of different people doing these small things that will add up. If one person is sending out two or three dollars to all the fathers and then another person is sending out two or three dollars to all the fathers and then another person is coming through, you know, what I'm saying uh, 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 sending out cupcakes, two or three cupcakes to all the fathers. And then another person is coming through and, you know, uh, 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 dropping off uh, raw steaks. You ain't even got to cook the steak. Man, you could just go to Ralph's and go get me a raw steak. I cook it myself. I will cook it myself. Bring me the raw steak. Send me a coupon book of shit that I like. I'm with that. That's better than a text. Send me a coupon book of the stuff that I like to buy. I like electronics. Y'all know what it is. I love electronics. I love content, stuff like that. You know what I mean? If you sent me a coupon book or like a, 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 a pamphlet of the Guitar Center or, um, you know, Sam Ash or Best Buy or something like that, I love you forever because you're helping me save money. You ain't even got to buy it. You can just give me the coupon. I'll go buy it. I'm just saying, man, change the narrative. Stop sending Father's Day texts and actually do something for the fathers. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, I have on my Facebook, uh, my Facebook uh, discussion group for the Polyrod podcast. So, um, you know, I usually uh, put up the podcast um, and I usually put up questions that I ask that kind of I, I want to hear from all my listeners. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't follow or you're not a member on uh, my Polly Rob uh, podcast um, discussion group on Facebook, uh, please do so. Please do so. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, all those answers and all those good things that I want to talk about, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to start taking those answers and actually, uh, you know, talking about them on the actual podcast, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to get to it. I'm, I'm going to definitely get to it. You know, it's, it's Father's Day. So I felt, you know, compelled once again to be able to um, talk to you guys about different experiences that I've gone through as a father um, and just talk about the whole concept of 
what makes this day so great for um, for us and the community that surrounds us. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not going to be a, a long podcast, but I do want to point out a couple of things that's that that's definitely needed um, from you know from you and from you know the fathers that be. You know what I mean? Um, and the first thing I want to talk about um, is the connection, um, um, the connection between um, a child and a father. I wanted to talk about that. You know what I mean? Which is very important. You know what I mean? Um, you know, mothers have this natural, um, this natural, you know, feel and feeling of, of you know, fathers. Uh, I take that back. They have this natural feeling of uh, a connection between the child and the mother, of course, because the child came from the mother. When it's all said and done, um, you know, the birth uh, is a very big factor in the whole aspect of a mother feeling something very strong uh, for the child. Um, And it's nothing to take away from the mother whatsoever because you know that's the the end all be all you know what i'm saying motherhood is the end all be all but in light of what the fathers are doing like we don't have the uh earthy motherly um connection um with a child we actually have uh a connection that comes from reasoning that comes from uh wanting to become a father wanting to teach wanting to grow um wanting to be a better person in yourself and 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 to teach and to mold another being into something great you know we don't have the, the the inner feelings of like no uh you know this child came from the womb and there's a natural energy and connection with that. We don't have that. We don't have that. So when a father takes time to do what he has to do um, for their child, it comes from a different place. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people you know, feel like that there's not a lot of fathers that, you know, love their children as much as they should, um, that do for their children as much as they should. Um, But I want to talk about when we have this connection between a child and a father, it comes from, uh, you know, us as a, as a man wanting to nurture and grow something. So even in the, in the light, like you have to really look at that actual guy, that actual man, like who is he to himself? Who is he to other people? And who is he to the future of what may go on with himself and the community around him? I think 
those small questions, when you answer that, you can start to understand where this father's motive will come from. And, you know, the best thing about, you know, learning about somebody who's going to become or is a father is there's not a selfish part of them. It's not a selfish part of them. When a, when a guy decides to be a father, there's no selfish part of them. For mothers, the selfish part comes from they've, they were inside of me. So there's very few people who can understand what I go through, who can understand what's going on with me and my child. And you hold them close and dearly. For a father, it's more like the connection is they're not selfish because they come from a point of trying to teach and trying to mold another human being in every different aspect. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I think, I think fatherhood is so great because we have the ability to change the narrative of what the family will eventually become because it's not just about the child per se it's about the family as a whole you know what i mean um for me like i love my children i love my children you know what i'm saying and i've had the privilege of watching my children grow up until this point, I got a 10 year old and an eight year old and I've watched them grow into young boys who have an idea of what they want out of life. And I see a lot of me in them. You know, it's funny because you know, those that know me know that I have a brother and I have a sister as well. Um, and it's funny because my brother, me and my brother are two years apart. His birthday is in December. Uh, my birthday is in January and we, our birthdays are one month apart as well. Our birthdays are one month apart, December, January, and we're two years apart. Uh, my kids, um, are one month apart. One is in April, the other's in May, and they're two years apart as well. So I got like me and my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like my children is like me and my brother. Um they act in similar ways like me at different points. Um it's funny because my youngest is the emotion is the emotional you know, child, which is like me, because I'm the youngest and he's the youngest. So he's the emotional uh, child. My oldest is the uh, very polite, just like my brother, very polite, very easygoing um, and very uh, athletic. So it's funny because in the midst of me, you know, trying to guide them to what I feel like is necessary for them to be men. 
I realize in myself that the things and the lessons that I've missed are the lessons that I've obtained. And it gets you to a whole point of wanting to do more because you want to see more out of your children. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. You want to do more because you want to see more out of your children. Um, let me give you a story about my father. Um, my father's very, uh, very blunt, very strong face, strong face as in, you know, people be looking at him and be like, man, your daddy, your daddy mean, your daddy mean, he ain't even said a word yet. And the first thing you think is like, damn, my daddy's mean as hell. Um, but he's not. He's one of the most genuine, heartfelt guys I've ever met. Um, and I have that same trait. Like people would look at me just on the outside. If you see me in the streets and I'm just regular faced, I, I look mean. I look, I'm a big guy and I look mean. But I'm one of the most heartfelt people that you probably might ever come across. And it's like that. It's that it's almost like, like that exterior that protects the genuine side of who we are. Um, but anyway, so my father is, you know, he was a postal worker, you know, working very hard, uh, 40 plus years doing his thing. And, uh, I remember, you know, it was a time where, I was coming into my own as being uh, a musician, being a rapper, you know, being in the music industry. This is the point where it's no longer the hobby. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm into. And, uh, you know, my dad, he would see it. He would come home from work, see me in the studio with my friends, which is actually my room because my room was in my, uh, my room. My studio was in my room. So he would come home and see us in the studio doing what we doing. Uh, you know, he would ask about my homework. You know, my homework will be done, but I'm in the studio cooking up records. Then he would come and see it constantly, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. And he questioned it. He questioned it because he didn't understand how this would translate into um, a successful career. Um, cause you know, he's not in the music industry, so he didn't understand where that would come from. Um, so over the course of time, you know, he would see, you know, I'm not stopping. I'm, you know, long hours at other studios coming home late. You know, he thought I was coming home late on some bullshit, but I was just coming home late cause I was working on records. Wasn't in any real danger aside from the natural danger of what the, what the city would give you. Um, and then I remember, you know, he, we had this talk. It was just a short talk. My dad don't talk too much, but it, and it was really a one sided talk because it was about him telling me what he needed to tell me. Um, and then he, you know, he just sat down. He said, look, you're smarter than what you think you are. Um, and I don't know what you're doing with this music, but if this is what you want to do, you need to work hard at it and you need to work smart. Matter of fact, you need to work smarter than me. 
He said, you know the profession that I'm in. I'm a, I'm a postal worker. You know what I mean? And I work hard every day. But I'm trying to give you a platform so you can work smarter. Work smarter than me. So you can benefit yourself a lot more. It's very important. And I took what he said. And I really thought about it. For myself. And this is me before kids. Before even thinking about that. Um, even before strong relationships. And. Uh, I thought about it. And I'm like man. He really want to see me win. I thought I thought he was just mad because, you know, I was doing something that he not used to. But he really want to see me win. He just. He's telling me not to play with it. He's telling me not to play with it. Now, fast forward to now and end up it ended up becoming my career. But it became my career because. Not because I just wanted it to, but because I had to sacrifice for it to become that. The times where I was making good money at at another job, I still wouldn't accept that. I wanted to do music because this is what I feel like was my passion. When I had opportunities to do schemes or try to get money other places and doing whatever, I stuck to my guns. When I had a chance to you know, do the wrong thing, sell drugs, sell weed, do whatever, rob people. When I had a chance to do all of that, I stuck to my guns of doing music. And fast forward to now, I'm at a point where whatever my kids want to do, I want to give them the best platform for it. And as a father, I wanted to make sure That I can look my kids in the eyes and tell them that they can be whatever it is they want to be. And mean it because not because it's cliche. But because. You look at daddy's plaques on the wall and you see that it's real. You look at my everyday lifestyle of working in my career and you see that it's real. My babies come to my studio and no, I'm not playing no games. I'm coming to work. They know that part of them being taken care of, aside from their mother, is me doing my career. The money comes from doing what I wanted to do and doing what I love to do. That's what my father helped me do. He helped me change the narrative of what my family can become. And what I mean by narrative, I mean by my family, generations of my family, we're very hard workers. We're very hard workers. And we're family men. We work hard, we do 40 plus hour jobs, sometimes 60 plus hours. We come home, we make sure that our children are taken care of. And no matter what it is, no matter what job it is, we always do it to our utmost. No matter what, we do it to our utmost. 
Now, let me explain what changing the narrative is. When you think about your generations of your family, you think about the jobs that they've had, the careers that they've had. And I'm going to be 100. I can honestly say there's not a lot of career people in my family, in the generations. There's a bunch of people who work hard. My whole family work hard. But let's talk about the career people, the doctors, the lawyers, the career musicians, the uh, career uh, construction technicians. Like I'm talking about like real careers that's that can be passed down or, you know, uh, talents or accolades that continue beyond the first person that has it. You know, those families that got family full of doctors, family full of athletes, family full of lawyers. I can honestly say we don't have that in our family. So my objective is to change that narrative. I want to be able to have a family full of musicians. That's the path that I would want to set. And it doesn't have to be everybody's a musician, everybody's a producer, everybody's a rapper, but there's a good selection of people in my family that will be in the music industry. Because I set the platform and because I know where things can actually go. It's important. I'm trying to create an actual narrative. I'm trying to create an actual narrative of having career generations and that's what I felt like fathers should do fathers should be having these conversations with their families about having generations of great people in their professions you know what the mom gonna do you know what the mom gonna do the mom gonna hold it down Mom gonna hold it down. Mom gonna be there majority of the time. Mom is gonna hold it down. But the fathers need to do the major things. The fathers need to make sure that they're in the best schools. Even though the mom's gonna do the paperwork, but fathers gotta make sure they're in the best schools. Fathers got to make sure that whatever their path is, is going for career, career driven goals, not job driven, not scheme driven, career driven goals. Things that can change the entire narrative of what the generation and the generation after you can become. 
I'm a firm believer in moms do the consistent small things, which collectively is still a big thing. But dads come in and do the major things, the major things. I feel like it's important. I feel like working together as a team is important. I've had the privilege of having both of my parents together at the same time and also have each parent live with each parent. And I know the strengths that they have and I know the weaknesses that that they have. So in my goal of me being a father, I use that to my advantage. Real daddy shit is changing major narrative in your family. It's a big thing. And trust me when I say there's a lot of great fathers out here. It's more than you think. It's more than you think. Trust me. It's more than you think. The narrative of what people think about dads not taking care of their responsibilities. It's more than what you think. Look the stats up. If you look up the stats, you'll see that there's more and more people, more and more men being great fathers than actually being horrible fathers. So think about that for a second. Now, I definitely want to talk about this because uh, this is dear to me and I definitely want to let this out. There are some bad fathers in this world. There are some fathers who don't take care of what they're supposed to take care of. But let me let me say this. I was once that guy. I was once that bad father. It happened. When I had my first son, um, me and their mother, um, you know, we were fresh in a relationship and the relationship was great. But when we had our first son, Makai, um, things got rocky because we're new parents. We're new parents. We're trying to figure it out. No matter how many times you babysit somebody, no matter how many times you go to childcare uh, and learn and learning childcare classes, it's a different situation. It's different. So, when we had our first son, you know, financially things was rocky and you know what it is. Like when financials are, are shaky, everything's shaky. Everything is shaky. Um, trying to figure out where the money's coming from, you know, m- mostly my part. Cause that's my, that's my job. Um, not having no money. And this is at the time where, you know, I'm trying to catapult my career. I'm trying to figure this thing out hard task and then you have a baby at at hand this is a human being that you got to take care of this is real 
So me scrambling for money, trying to figure it out, doing different jobs, trying to figure it out. Jobs as in jobs that was my profession, recording, making beats, engineering, doing graphic design, doing web design, like everything that I was great at, um, I was trying to get money at, but money is still slow. Long story short, um, you know, our relationship just got crazy rocky and it was just becoming that much more difficult. And then it got to a point where uh, our second child was on the way. And we ain't got no more money than what we had when the first child was here, is here. So it's even more frustrating, more worrisome, more arguments, um, just too much. I've definitely made a ton of mistakes because I was unaware of how difficult it would be for me financially and emotionally through the process. So it was a point in time where we split up, still having two kids, we split up, um, and I ended up going to live in a studio. She can keep the apartment we was in. So I'm living in the studio. And, uh, it was one of those things where in my brain, I was like, I still got to provide for my children. So, you know, I'm working hard, working late nights, doing what I'm doing. And I'm missing days. I'm missing days of seeing my babies. Then it turned into I'm missing weeks of seeing my babies. Then it turned to I'm missing a, a month or two of seeing my babies. And I'm not going to lie. It was partially being hard headed because I didn't want I didn't want her to see me at my lowest point. I didn't want my babies, even though they were very young, I didn't want them to see me at my lowest point. And I and I didn't want to I didn't want to argue. I didn't want to argue. I, I just wanted to try to figure out a way to make things right. And not realizing that. With all of those things going on in my brain, time is passing. Time is passing. You don't think it is, but it is. Second birthday, third birthday, fourth birthday. Time is passing. It's becoming more and more uh, a reality that my kids might not know who I am. My babies might not know who I am. On one end, I'm trying to figure that I'm trying my best to figure this money shit out because I know in my heart, I felt and I knew that when the money come through, everything will be okay. I believe that when the money come through, everything will be okay. But I never thought for one second, what if the money don't come through? I was so pigheaded and I was trying to figure out 
why am I not being blessed at the time that I should be blessed? What am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? And it was simple. It was simple. I was more focused on being a savior than being a father. I was more focused on being a savior than being a father. And I'm not going to lie to you. I missed out on some key years of my kid's life. And I hate myself for it. I hate myself for it. It wasn't until my dad and my uncle told me some real deal shit that changed everything about how I looked at fatherhood. They was telling me like, man, you're still thinking that your son's mother is your ex. You still think that she's your ex. She's not your ex. She's your family. Let me explain. When you think about your son's mother as an ex, you automatically go into that mode of, I don't want her to see me like this. I don't want her to see me like that. Uh, um, I'm going to try to do some shit to floss on her. I'm going to try to do some shit to make her feel like I'm all right. That like I'm good. Because I don't want her to talk shit. I don't want her to do this. I don't want her to do that. I don't want her to say st- bad stuff about me. But in actuality, in her brain, she really just wants her kids to be all right. And that should be the common denominator. That should be the common denominator. So, but when you think about her as family, family gets to see you at your worst. Family gets to see you at your best. Family helps family no matter what. So you need to see her as your family more than anything. Then that, that, that changed everything for me. That changed everything for me. I started to realize like, no, I'm not going to go see my kids to try to shut you up. I'm going to see them because I want to see them. I go to see them because I want to see them. Because at a point in time, as much as I wanted to see them, the concept of shutting her up was overlapping my true love for my kids. And I hated myself for that. I I was missing out on the opportunity for my kids to really be close to me in light of that. And I had to change that shit around fast. Because I'm not just a daddy, I'm a hip hop daddy. 
which means that I'm going to be in situations. I'm going to be in environments where my kids need to fully understand and be equipped to deal with things like that. Not putting them in danger or no shit like that, but no, if I need to go to the Viacom building and I got my kids with me, they need to be able to pull up and be like, oh no, we at the Viacom building. And they know how to act. They know how to do what they do. And they know daddy is on a mission to get to it. If I need to pull up to the complex building, or I need to pull up to, to, to VH1 or Clear Channel. I need to be able to pull up and my kids know like, no, daddy is taking care of his career. And we with them along the way. So I had to get my shit together. For sure. Because my kids are a reflection of me. They are me. When I'm gone off this earth, you'll see me in them. So I had to get my shit together. When I don't have no money, they with me. When I do have money, they with me. It don't matter. They with me. And I had to change that around. I changed that around completely for the betterment of my family, my community and the things around me. And then God happens. And then the blessings happen. All of miraculously, the blessings start coming in. Would you look at that? By putting your family and your kids first, God happens. That was my lesson. I learned that lesson. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was on both spectrums of this Father's Day thing. I was on the you are ain't shit father side of Father's Day. And I'm on now I'm currently on and been on for years. The you're a great father side of Father's Day. And I will say this. Me being terrible for those few years help me and will continue to help me be a great father for years to come I'm going to say it again me being a terrible father for those few years has helped me and will continue to help me be a great father for years to come. And I think that's what's most important. It's not about the mistakes you make. It's about how you can change it. How you can make things better. And anybody that's seen my kids, they see the smile on their face and it's well worth it. It's well worth it. And my son's, my oldest son is a drummer and my youngest son is like a boss. He, he like a boss manager. So, you know what that's going to translate into. You already know. Um, so a, a comment that was on my Facebook discussion group, I definitely want to read it. It's from one of my listeners uh, of the show. Shout out to you. 
Um, and she said, um, fathers should be celebrated. They play a major role in their children's life. I think that there are so many absences when it comes to fathers that all fathers get a bad rap. But we must move on from that mentality. I also believe that the system has has caused so many of our brothers to stay away. I could go on and on, but salute my brothers. I definitely feel you on that. Society always gives fathers a bad rap, especially black fathers. And there's a lot of them that's doing a great job. And I think you're absolutely right. We need to make sure we change the mentality of how we think about not just Father's Day, but how fathers operate and how we treat them. Because you got to keep in mind. It's just like everybody else, how you motivate them is how they'll continue to respond to the problem at hand. How you motivate fathers is how they'll respond to fatherhood at hand. It's very important. It's, it's just like it's no different than a kid. When you motivate a kid to do something miraculous or creative, they're going to motivate another kid to do something miraculous and creative. And then they're going to end up being in a world full of kids that are motivated and then success happens. That's what it's about. That's why coaches, that's why uh, teachers, good teachers, you know, that's why good politicians, they always seem to motivate the people that need to be motivated to become great. So we got to do the same thing for our fathers. We got to motivate our fathers. Don't just say you're great. Show them why they're great. Celebrate them more days than one day. Do something nice for them more than one day. I promise you the narrative will change for the better, for sure. Last thing I want to talk about before I get out of here. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, we, we as in the music industry, and also we as in the good friends who've moved through this industry together, we lost a good friend to violence. We lost a good father to violence. A man who it would have been his first Father's Day today, y'all. It would have been his first Father's Day. He was killed by some senseless violence by his house. He was a very prolific music producer. The man was on his way. I want to give a rest in peace to the husband, the father, the friend, the great man, DJ official. DJ official was my friend and like many others, a good friend at heart. 
he was one of those guys that just, you know, he had life in him and he was always about the movement. He was always about trying to make things better for himself and those around him. Uh, for those who know him as a producer, he's produced um, Joe Moses, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, uh, Cardi B. He just got a Grammy for Cardi B's album, the song with YG. He's producer YG. He just got uh, a gold plaque for uh, Tiger's new album. He just got a, a gold plaque for Wiz Khalifa's new album. He just got a platinum plaque for uh, the Hundred Bands with the Migos and DJ Mustard. He was DJ Mustard's right hand producer. He just got signed to Ten Summers uh, early last, I mean late last year. And this is a good friend of ours. This man was on his way. He got about ten plaques within a span of four to five months. He was the next big thing on his way. He was an excellent father. His kids came out. His 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 son. He only had one a child. His son came out with complications, but but made it through and pushed it pushed it through. Made it through those medical complications, and he's here. But unfortunately, his father is not. It hits close to home for me and the friends around me because. Not only is he a friend of ours, but he's an inspiration to the attitude, the hard work, and the greatness that's inside of you when you're pushing through in life and in music. He was a young guy, he was younger than me, but he motivated me to keep going. He motivated me to keep producing, keep making records with great artists. And it sucks to see somebody so great of that nature leave this earth so soon. And I'm talking to all the creative fathers out there, all the rapper fathers, all the producer fathers, all the industry fathers that's out there. Let's make sure we protect ourselves, yo. We got to protect ourselves moving through this industry, mind, body, and soul. We got to protect the, the people that we're around. We got to watch the people that we're around. We got to watch the things that we say. We got to watch the things that we do. We got to watch how we teach, watch how we learn. Because we are the next up to show the world what we're made of. We're the next up to change how this world is supposed to be. So we got to protect ourselves. Move away from areas that are not sufficient for a family to grow in stay away from corners and spots and people who bring nothing but negativity you can learn how to help from a distance that is okay until things change around 
This is a senseless act of violence. And I couldn't be more hurt for me, his family and the friends that love him. We're devastated. So I wanted to end this podcast by saying rest in peace, DJ official, and we will not let you down. Your legacy will live on. This real daddy shit will live on. And good father shit will live on. I thank y'all for listening, man. Um, This is the Potty Rob podcast. Um, Shout out to all the real fathers out there, man. And uh, for all the people who love and support real fathers, man, do something dope for them today and for eternity. Show them some love. Show them some real love. I'm about to go enjoy my Father's Day. I'm going to go see my kids. We're going to go eat some food. And I'm going to get back to the fire because that's just what we do. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate everything, man. Make sure you listen and subscribe on my podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, TuneIn, Google Podcasts. Um, just everywhere, man. And, you know, don't be afraid to put some money in my cash app. You know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid. You know what I mean? My cash app is dollar sign Poly Rob. P-O-L-Y-R-O-B. P-O-L-Y-R-O-B. Don't be afraid to put some money in my cash app, man. I don't care what it is. I appreciate it. All right? Poly Rob Podcast. We out.